This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us is here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. The Dynasty Summer Stock Report Series is continuing once again this week. If you miss any of those four mini podcasts last week, I went through every single team, every single relevant player in the NFC. I started it out with the NFC East, then was the NFC North, then the NFC South, and then on 4th of July, the NFC West uh, dropped as well. This week, I'm back at it again. Once again, four mini podcasts covering a- every AFC division Team by team, every single relevant prospect, stock up, stock down, stock neutral, who I think is good value right now, who I'd be going to buy, you know, just kind of giving my feelings on just about every single relevant fantasy football player from a fantasy and dynasty perspective. It's the downtime on the NFL calendar prior to training camps. So it's just an opportunity for us to kind of show uh, our versatility here at Saturday, Sunday and give our takes, you know, on the players in the NFL where we mostly the majority of the year spend their time and focus on the college players and them getting ready for the NFL draft or Debbie leagues and stuff like that. So just a little housekeeping this week, you'll have four mini podcasts where every AFC team is talked about next week. Matt Caraccio returns with his summer seminar series. Uh, make sure you check that out. If you have been listening to his series, each of the summers, I think you will, absolutely want to check this out. It is a must listen to. Matt has been really digging in deep, creating a new way of evaluations. He was a guest speaker uh, at a conference a couple months ago. So really exciting stuff. The theme for this year is going to be the player problem solver paradigm. What are the natural problems players face on the football field and how do they handle them? So guys, it's going to be really uh, deep level stuff in terms of make you think about how you do your evaluation, the terminology that's used, the way we look at things, and maybe there's a, a way to adapt and modify to look at things even in a better way to try to get a better picture of evaluating these prospects. So that's going to start sometime next week, uh, and it'll be a five to seven part series as well. And then uh, that'll take that'll probably span over about two weeks as well, similar to this uh, summer stock report series. And then uh, we will go back into having some guests. And then we will also then turn the page and start our uh, positional preview shows, which Saturday, Sunday was built upon to get you ready for the college football season. I know I have been watching an exorbitant amount of film. I just have completed watching 18 quarterbacks and writing their profiles up for the new 2020 season. S2S scouting notebook, which will be obviously available with the new series of premium notebooks around late August, early September. I'm going to start working on the tight end as well. And over the next three or four weeks, I will go through about 70 or 80 prospects, uh, you know, of getting ready for this college football season. So with that said, uh, let's get right into the AFC East. So we're going to start with the AFC East and Obviously, these are just going alphabetical order. So I'm going to start with the Buffalo Bills. 
Josh Allen. I'm going to say stock up on Josh Allen. And the reason I'm going to say stock up is people are still not giving this man the respect that he deserves. People hated on him in the pre-draft process. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. And then when he went to the NFL and he, he, he translated already, the way he, he won in college translated to the NFL, his athleticism, his mobility, his playing off structure, his rushing ability, his, his arm velocity and arm strength. It all won. And people still want to just harp on the negatives, his completion percentage, his accuracy. It was his rookie year translating from Wyoming to the NFL. I thought he had a really strong rookie year when he was healthy. Obviously, for fantasy, he was unbelievable down the stretch. I do not know why he is not getting the attention he deserves. I think he can be a QB1 this year. And I think his ceiling is, you know, Right away, I think he's going to be a low QB1 potentially this year, but I think his ceiling is much, much higher than that if he continues to develop in the passing game, his accuracy. He doesn't have to be great accuracy. If he becomes average accuracy with that arm talent and with that athleticism and rushing ability, he could be an elite fantasy asset. So stock up on Josh Allen. I think he presents tremendous value right now. I think he presents tremendous value in best buy leagues, in best ball leagues, uh, I think he presents good value in redraft leagues. If you wait on your quarterback and then want to draft two guys, you know, in that mid, you know, quarterback 10, the quarterback 20 range or quarterback 12, the quarterback 20 range. I'm, I'm all in on Josh Allen this year. I think he's been very much undervalued because people do not want to move off of their pre-draft narratives on this prospect. And I think it's a disservice to this, to this kid and people are just will not, move past what they thought about him before the draft last year and all the draft Twitter pundits, many of them thought. But here, me, Matt, guests like we had on, like Sigmund Bloom, we were screaming from the top of the hill that this guy should not be discredited as he was, that he had a lot of talent, he had a lot of raw tools, and he's already shown enough that warranted him being the pick where he was selected. And now there's only room for him to grow and develop even more, but he's already proven that he was worth the pick that he was taken in. At the running back position, I'm going to say stock down LaShawn McCoy, stock down Frank Gore, stock down TJ Yeldon. I'm going to even say stock down Devin Singletary. I know people like Devin Singletary. I didn't love him in the pre-draft process. I thought he was more of a fourth round guy. He went a little bit earlier, but right now running backs I value in, in, in short windows. And right now I don't think Devin Singletary is going to get significant enough work this year with all these veterans there to be fantasy viable. So stock down on Devin Singletary. I I think he's going too early in rookie drafts. If you still haven't had your rookie draft, he would not be a guy. I think they eventually go out and get a true bell cow running back, whether it's in next year's potentially great draft or or down the line. I don't think Devin Singletary is the long-term starter there or long-term lead committee guy there. I just don't see that. I I see him a part of a rotation. He's not a receiving back. So he's not going to help you in that aspect. He's not really a good pass protector. Uh, he's not very big or powerful. He runs tough, but he's not very big and powerful. So I don't know if he's going to be used near the goal line. Plus they have all these veterans, LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gord, TJ Yeldon. I think TJ Yeldon could be the most interesting from the group this year because he does have good receiving ability. He's younger than these guys. Uh, but LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore are probably going to see a lot of the workload. They brought both of them there, uh, veteran presence, 
but they, they don't want to move on from them. They don't want to move on from McCoy, and then they went out and signed Frank Gore. So we'll see if anything changes in training camp and preseason or if all four of them make the roster um, and go from there. But I'm not excited about anybody. I don't think I'd be investing in any of these guys uh, in Dynasty if I could help it. At the wide receiver position, I'm going to say stock neutral on John Brown. And stock neutral is this. Last year he started out the year really – really impressive with Joe Flacco, but then he ended the year such at a low that his value couldn't have gone any lower. So I think right now there's some question marks about how he fits in. They went out and got him this year, but they also have Robert Foster there from last year. They went out and got Cole Beasley. They have Zay Jones. So I think John Brown is a stock neutral. I think he could have some big weeks here or there, but I don't think the consistency is going to be there to be a wide receiver three. I think he's probably more of an inconsistent wide receiver four, but can definitely have some splash weeks. Much more of a guy I'd want to get in a best ball type league. So when he has those splash weeks, I get, you know, I get the points for them, but would not be a guy I'd be actively trying to get on my dynasty roster right now. Just they're not going to be a heavy volume passing team. And they're not, and they have a lot of guys to kind of spread it around. Robert Foster, I'm going to say stock down from when the season ended, ended the year really impressive, but with all the guys that they brought in, Brown, uh, Beasley, and then the return of Zay Jones, I think it's just natural to say stock down. Cole Beasley, I'm going to say stock down. I don't think he's going to get as much of a target share as he did in Dallas, where he was the primary slot guy, keep the chains moving guy very much involved in that Dallas offense. I just don't think they're going to throw enough here. So I'm going to say stock down on him and I'm going to say stock down on Day Jones. So, you know, a lot of the skill players here and a lot of the, uh, the running backs and wide receivers stock down all of them. I just don't think right now it's clear in terms of who's going to get the opportunity. If I was going to get any of the wide receivers, I like John Brown's talent far surpassing the other guys so he'd be the guy i'd be targeting but right now i'd be trying to just buy in josh allen and not so much his his playmakers in the backfield or at wide at wide receiver tight end i do like dawson knox he'd be a guy that you know it's stock neutral right now because nothing's really changed but i do think he's got an opportunity to emerge there so third round of a rookie draft i like dawson knox i'd be buying him i think he's got a lot of untapped potential we did not see at Ole miss uh tommy sweeney was a seventh round pick who i liked a little bit but you know being behind dawson knox they also signed tyler croft uh i don't think there's much value in croft or sweeney right now knox would be the guy i'd want to own dynasty and kind of wait it out i don't think he's gonna have much of an impact in year one but maybe in year two let's go to the miami dolphins okay the miami dolphins uh at quarterback, Josh Rosen, I'm going to say stock up because he gets an opportunity to play and pr- hopefully beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he would not be a guy that I'd be actively looking to get on my roster because I think he's in the exact same scenario that he just saw happen. I think Miami's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I think they have their eyes set on a quarterback in next year's draft. And unless Josh Rosen performs good to great for a second-year quarterback without a lot of help around him, I think they're going to be a bad team, and they're probably going to look to invest in a quarterback early in next year's draft, and then he's going to be traded again. So stock up based on where he ended the year in you know, in Arizona and then them wanting to move on, and here he should get an opportunity to hopefully beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I don't think his long-term dynasty stock is on the is on the rise. I would not be a guy that I'd be wanting to actively get on my roster. At running back, Kenyon Drake, I'm going to say stock up on Kenyon Drake. I think people 
kind of remember how last year went the inconsistency with Adam Gase using him. I think he's a very talented back. I don't think he's a guy who can carry, uh, you know, 70% in a workload, but if he gets 55%, 60% of the rushing and then also is very actively involved in the pass catching game and he gets those 15 to 16 touches a game, I think Kenyon Drake could be an RB2 with potentially RB1 potential uh, in PPR format. So I'm buying... Kenyon Drake stock up on him. I've been getting a lot of him in best ball uh, leagues. He's a guy that I'd be on my roster. Also, Kalen Balaj, I'm going to say stock up on him. They didn't go out besides Miles Gaskin in round seven. They didn't go out and invest in any other running back this offseason. So I think Kalen Balaj is going to get every opportunity to be a significant part of this backfield. I just talked about I don't think Kenyon Drake is a guy who is going to be a 70, 80%, even 65% touch guy. So I think Kalen Balaj is very much going to get a chance to be a part of this committee. He's a good receiver in his own right. So if he gets 35, 40% of the rushes, some receptions, I think he can be a guy that could have some sneaky, you know, RB3, RB4 for bye weeks type, you know, running back potential. Balaj is a guy that I spoke highly of in the pre-draft process. I still like his overall game, his athleticism for a man his size, and his pass catching ability. I think he can be a weapon there. You know, so obviously new coach here in Miami, coming from New England, they saw the versatility and specialization of running backs. I would not be surprised if he tries to use Drake and Balaj in a lot of creative ways and have clear roles for both of them, but they're very interchangeable in terms of what they can do. I think Drake's a better pure runner, but I think they're both very good receivers. At the wide receiver position, I'm going to say stock up on Devontae Parker because he's once again going to get an opportunity to play and start. I'm not buying and believing in the talent right now. I've kind of think that ship has sailed, but he's going to get an opportunity here. Still potentially their number one wide receiver. They brought him back, new coaching staff. So let's see if that had anything to do with it. So I would say stock up. I think you can do worse than having Devontae Parker as your fourth wide receiver. You can get him late in redraft or best ball leagues. So a little bit of a stock up on Devontae Parker. Albert Wilson, I'm going to say also stock up because he was really had some big weeks last year prior to his injury. Again, they didn't do too much in the receiving game. So I think he's going to get every opportunity to be a weapon again. And he could maybe put it up again. He's a guy who's going to have splash games, similar to what I said about John Brown before. So in a perfect world, he's a best ball guy, but in, as a wide receiver four or wide receiver five in dynasty leagues, I think he offers some value because when you do got to start him and play him, he's got potential to have a really, you know, big week because he's got that big play potential. We've seen that in the past. Kenny Stills, I'm going to say stock neutral. Uh, I think Devontae Parker and Albert Wilson are going to get have more of a chance to break out. I think Kenny Stills is who he is at this point. I think he could be at times a serviceable wide receiver three slash wide receiver four. So I kind of think they have three guys who are probably going to, at the end of the year, statistically be wide receiver fours or in that range. But any given week, they have a chance to be better than that. Uh, I just think at this point, there's more upside with Parker and Wilson than there is with Kenny Stills, even though he might be the, the most savvy of the group in terms of his receiving ability. We've seen the most consistency out of Kenny Stills, but I think Parker and Wilson are going to get a little bit more of an opportunity there. At the tight end position, I'm going to say stock up on Mike Gusecki because he's going to get every opportunity there again. They didn't go out and really change the tight end position too much there. 
again, I've already talked about Brian Flores coming from New England. He's seen the impact of a tight end on the offense. Obviously, Mike Kosecki is no Rob Gronkowski, but it is his second year. I think people are really down, and I still think there's a path to Mike Kosecki being fancy valuable in terms of his receiving capabilities. He's never going to be much of a blocker, but because they don't have a lot of pass catchers that I think are big-time players, Kosecki could be used in a variety of ways as a receiver as well. I still think there's some upside there as a second tight end, uh, as a guy you can get really cheap in dynasty leagues potentially. I, I would be intrigued by Gusecki to kind of see how this plays itself out. Moving on to the New England Patriots. I'm going to say stock neutral on Tom Brady. I mean, who knows what the future holds for him? Uh, last year, we saw him take a little bit of a step back, obviously, in fantasy football. I expect that to be about the same. I think he's more of a mid-QB2 now uh, that could have some QB1 weeks, but I think he's going to average probably a low to, to I mean, at high to mid-QB2 type value for this upcoming season. At the running back position, I'm going to say stock neutral on James White, uh, but with the caveat that, because they're lacking receivers, he maybe could still be close to his effectiveness from last year, but I, I think there's going to be a little bit of touchdown regression, and he was so good the first half of last year, it really carried him. So I'm going to say stock neutral on James White, but I do see a, a path for him to still get a lot of receptions and be very fancy viable as an RB2 in PPR leagues. I'm going to say stock down on Sony Michelle. The injury concerns, the never being involved in the passing game last year, I think that'll continue. And then the drafting of Damian Harris in the third round all leads me to believe that stock down on Sonny Michelle. I don't think he's going to be that bell cow involved in the passing game that maybe many expected when they invested a first-round pick in him last year. Damian Harris, I'm going to say keep a close eye on him. If Sonny Michelle is hurt uh, or they're really – you know, trying to preserve his workload. I think Damian Harris could have some sneaky value this year as well. I'm going to say stock down on Rex Burkhead. I kind of look at him as he's going to have his role here or there, but to me, he's kind of fourth on the pecking order there, uh, probably third in terms of rushing after Michelle and Harris and at least second after James White in the passing game. So it's hard to see much fantasy value uh, in that retrospect. So I'm going to say stock down on him. At the wide receiver position, I'm going to say stock up on Julian Edelman. I think he's locked in with the extension there. He's going to be locked in if he stays healthy for his 95, 200 catches. Uh, they didn't really bring in any other veteran wide receivers that I think are really going to minimize uh, Julian Edelman's impact on the roster. I think he's going to be the guy still clearly as their number one slot guy there. Uh, Nikhil Harry is a stock neutral. I know they invested a first round pick in him. Off-season reports were that he kind of struggled learning the playbook. I had some separation concerns about him in the pre-draft process. He was like my number five pre-draft wide receiver. Uh, so we'll kind of see how that plays out, what their plan is for him. Do they move him around? Do they use him at times as a big tight end, a big slot? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Nikhil Harry fits there. Not really a guy that... Tom Brady's not really a guy that throws it up to a guy and lets his receiver go, you know, win at the catch point, which I think is Nikhil Harry's calling card. Philip Dorsett, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a little bit of a stock up on Philip Dorsett because they didn't go out and get a lot of receivers that I think are locked into playing time. So Dorsett has a legitimate chance to be another starter on the outside when they're in three wide. So he's still got, you know, first round talent, athleticism. So, Dorsett is a guy who never lived up to that first-round potential in the Colts. We saw some glimpses of it with New England here or there. Tom Brady seems to trust him. I think Dorsett can be a sneaky wide receiver four times uh, this year because he might 
uh, if Harry struggles to come along with the playbook, Dorsett is a guy who could potentially uh, be a guy that gets targeted a handful amount in that offense. It's probably going to be Julian Edelman and James White maybe as the leading target guys early on, but I, I could see Dorsett being third. After that, Demarius Thomas, Maurice Harris, those are the veterans they brought in. I say stock neutral on those guys. Don't even know if they're going to make the roster. Dontrell Inman, you could add in that mix as well. So, We'll see if Demarius Thomas is healthy enough to make the roster. He was already slowing down prior to uh, his suffering the serious injury. So we'll see how all those guys play out. But I think they're all stock neutral at this point to, to wait and see. At tight end, uh, they got Ben Watson out of retirement, but he's going to start with a suspension. I'll say stock neutral on him. See if Matt, what Matt Lacoste does early in the year, another stock neutral, uh, see if they trade for a tight end, but these guys are going to get an opportunity. We know Brady targets the tight end a lot. We know the Patriots offense targets the tight end a lot, but we kind of got, they'll probably going to adjust their offense. I don't see any of these guys, you know, stepping in and, and seeing a target share similar to, you know, what Gronkowski used to look like. We saw Gronkowski's target share start to go down last year. I think it's going to be much more spread them out dink and dunk type offense. So I'm not really seeing these guys uh, produce too much there. I think it will be interesting to see if any of them emerge. And let's finish this out with the New York Jets. I'm going to say stock up on Sam Darnold. They went out second year in the league, like the talent pre-draft, his ability to play off structure, uh, his ability to forget what happens if something bad happens to him in the game are all traits that I like. Uh, his ability, his accuracy, his touch are all things that I'm a fan of. They went out and got him a big time running back in Le'Veon Bell. They got him some other wide receivers. So I think stock up on Sam Darnold. Uh, I think he's a good buy right now. He's probably going low uh, in dynasty startups. Probably it's like a mid to low QB two. I think he can emerge into a high QB two or a low QB one in the future. So I do like his game overall. At the running back position, I'm going to say stock down Le'Veon Bell compared to his Steeler days, but I still think he's going to be an effective RB1 this year. I just don't think that the overall production efficiency that we saw in Pittsburgh is going to happen. So I do think in that regard, stock down, but I do think he's got a couple good years left in him still to be an RB1. All the other running backs, Elijah McGuire, Ty Montgomery, uh, all those guys, I'm going to say stock down because they had an opportunity to maybe emerge there, you know, if they didn't sign Le'Veon Bell. But I think Le'Veon Bell, Jets didn't give him that major workload, I mean, major contract to not give him a major workload. So I think all of those guys are just kind of handcuffs, bit players, not guys that I'd be actively wanting to put on my roster as more than maybe a handcuff if I own Le'Veon Bell. At the wide receiver position, I'm going to say stock up on Robbie Anderson. I think he's ready to have a breakout year with Sam Darnold. He, we saw glimpses of it down the stretch last year. Robbie Anderson, really productive. I think he's a guy who could be a wide receiver, a low wide receiver too this year. I like his skill set, uh, his, uh, his speed, his vertical game, but I think he's a better intermediate route runner than people give him credit for. So I'm going to say stock up. I'd be buying Robbie Anderson where I could. Quincy and Nunwa, I'm going to say stock down. I think his best 
spot to play is inside in the slot. I don't think he's going to play much in the slot. So I'm going to say stock down on Quincy and Nunwa. I think he's a, he can play the outside Z position, you know, flanker as a, you know, possession style wide receiver, but I think he's best as a, as a bigger slot. But that job is now going to be taken over by Jamison Crowder, who I'm going to say, I'm going to say stock up on Jamison Crowder based on where he ended last year. I still think Jamison Crowder can be a guy who catches 70 passes in this league. We saw, we saw that in Washington. Adam Gase uh, historically has utilized the slot wide receiver a lot. So I'm going to say stock up on Jamison Crowder. I think he can be in a PPR league, a wide receiver four probably with some wide receiver three weeks. At the tight end position, Christopher Herndon, I'm going to say stock neutral right now. I would have said stock up uh, without the suspension, but with the two-game suspension to start, plus the other uh, receivers they brought in, plus the addition of Le'Veon Bell, I think some of his target share and opportunity can go away. I like the player a lot. I was on the Chris Herndon bandwagon leading prior to last year's draft, and I was a big fan of him. Uh but I do think last year might have been his best statistical year in terms of yards and receptions. I think he could still be very much a touchdown threat, but I think in terms of overall targets, receptions, and yards, I'm not sure if if he could surpass that now that they've brought in Le'Veon Bell, they've brought in Jamison Crowder, Robbie Anderson's still there, Quincy Noon was still there. Uh, they drafted Trevon Wesco, so we'll see what kind of role he has if he develops into their backup tight end and pushes Chris Herndon uh, at all as well. So there it is. Every team, every relevant player in the AFC East. Guys, hopefully you guys are enjoying these. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. Get over to wherever you listen to the podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. So on behalf of our sound and tech engineer, David Nakano, and myself, Thank you for joining us, and we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.